What is up, everyone? Welcome to this episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I'm your host, Brad, joined by my co-host, Terrence. What's up? And Carrie. What's up? So, uh, yeah, we back. Um, Tuesdays are becoming a regular thing now. This might end up just becoming a regular thing now, apparently. At some point. We'll see. Um, let us go to Carrie, who's been mm-hmm. playing the Monster Hunter World Iceborne expansion. I have. On uh, on PC, it came out last week. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's super hard. <laughs> um, uh, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, they added just so much content to the game uh, in terms of quests, in terms of monsters. Like, it's almost an entirely additional game on top mm. of Monster Hunter World. Um, and I guess it was only like 30 bucks. I think that was, I think it's cheaper than it was when it first came out, honestly. So, yeah, um, no, I've been having a lot of fun with it. Um, if you're not playing Monster Hunter already, I don't really know what to tell you to get you into it. Um, it's just a lot of fun to fight big monsters. Uh, the like the kind of the kind of creature designs that they're coming up with are really cool. The variants on the existing ones are really cool. Um, I really like Coral Puke Puke. Um, vanilla Puke Puke is a poison bird, basically. And he sort of like spits out venom at you. And then Coral Puke Puke is a water type thing. And he sucks up water and then, like, blasts it out of the tip of his tail at you. Uh, He turns into, like, basically like a fire hose. And it's kind of nuts. I really like the Bracadios a lot, who's basically, like, a big old angry boy who punches you really hard. And also, he he seems like he has a cold, except Mm -hmm. his snot is made out of nitroglycerin. (laughs) That's gross. Yeah, it is because like you'll see him like wipe his nose a lot, and then he'll just like spit this snot out, and after a minute, like it explodes. Um, there's just a lot of really really cool monster designs. I really like the new armor. The new weapons are a lot of fun. Uh, the slight tweaks to the move sets of all the different weapons are really cool. Um, I main lance, which is a uh, hard weapon to solo monsters with because it doesn't do a lot of damage. It's yeah, isn't defense. it more of a support weapon? <laughs> yeah, it's it's defense. Um, so I just got this big, big shield and it's added like an additional sort of like tier to the power block. Mm-hmm. So it's like you power block and then after a second, like you'll go even lower. And if you're in like full power block, you can even take like a super move from one of the Elder Dragons and still still come out of that which are usually meant to be like one hit KO kind of move moves. So yeah. Um, Monster cool. Hunter. Terrence, I hope you have something to contribute uh, to the new games discussion. Cause the only new game that I've been playing is a just completely unreasonable amount of P cross three on the switch. I don't even know what that is. I love P cross. <laughs> I've talked about this before the, the previous P cross games that came out on switch. I eat, I both sunk more than, 30 to 40 hours a piece into because I just like doing those dumb puzzles and I can listen to podcasts or stand up specials in the background while doing them. Hmm. So I've just been playing 
a, an insane amount of Pcross three, <laughs> which is a really embarrassing thing to say for someone that has a video game podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, over the over the um winter break or over Christmas, I picked up three games. I picked up uh, Yakuza Zero, mm-hmm. which is a really good game. Uh, this. Anyone that knows the Yakuza games, there's a ton of stuff to do in those games. I put like 75 hours into it. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, like bowling. You 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 did you did beat the shit out of Mr. Shakedown. Yeah, he's a pain in the ass. Mr. Shakedown sucks dick, dude. Yeah, (laughs) so you have played it, so you it's or you you've seen someone. I don't know. I played played, I played a little bit of Yakuza Zero. Yeah, Yeah, I never I never finished it. I have a lot of friends who are super into the Yakuza series and like I yeah. wanted to do the thing that my friends liked. Uh, and then like I didn't get super into it and then something else came out and I never really went back to it. But yeah, Mr. Shakedown basically like chases you down the street and like punches you in the mouth and takes all your money. Literally all of it. Yeah. Like that, that uh, like I've put so much time into the game when he that fight he had stolen 300 billion yen from me. <laughs> Is is Mr. Shakedown the actual character's name, or is that just something he's colloquially known as? No, that's his name. Okay. Yeah. Well, his, well, he's his, the character's Mr. Shakedown, but they have there's like four or five of them, and they mm-hmm. have different names. Yeah. And there's like a whole sub story for him. He's he's like I steal people's money because I just want to. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Pretty much. He's, but, uh, he's, he's the bully in the schoolyard, basically stealing your lunch money. Yeah. A, a yeah. <laughs> uh, there's there's two characters in the game. Kiryu, he gets uh, a perk where when you beat Mr. Shakedown, he gives you more money than he stole. So what you do is you let him beat you and steal all your money, and then you find him again on the street, and then you beat him, and he gives you like 1.2, 1.5 more times the money that you that he stole from you. That's why I had so much money because I let him beat me. A couple of times and then you just get it back and you just keep doing that loop over and over again until you have enough money to do whatever the fuck you want. Um, but the game itself is like anyone that's played the Yakuza games knows that they're they are really story driven. Yeah. Almost more so than um, Metal Gear. Hmm. Like there are times where you'll be sitting and watching a cutscene for like eight minutes. Yeah. The thing about that is they're actually engaging. Whereas Metal Gear is just stupid. As opposed to just Kojima <laughs> jacking off in the corner yeah, for like, 15 minutes. And you can follow it. Like, there's a lot of characters in the game, but you can actually follow the story because it makes sense. All right? There, there's not uh, there's not cryptic references to secret shadow societies and obscure scientific terms and fucking pseudoscience and things like that. <laughs> none of that. None of that's in the Yakuza series. No. Nah. Well, then why? Well, then why even bother having a twenty-minute scene? <laughs> right, right. Really, if you're not if you're not going to just make up your own fucking future, then why even bother? And the fact <laughs> that you can play uh, Majima, who was in like the rest of the games, but you can just he's just like a, a secondary character that you meet up with all the time. Like he's really fun to play. Um, Majima's the best character in the Yakuza series, as far as I'm concerned. I agree. Like, <laughs> like and this is his back. So this is why he is the way he is, and it's all because of love. <laughs> when you when at the end of the game, he kind of like loses. The story goes like someone after this blind woman, and it's she's blind because of trauma, which is fucked up. Like it's a fucked up story. It's a really fucked up story. But um, it's a great game. Like it came out what three years ago? Yeah, Two, something like ago? that. It's it's awesome. Um, the next game I picked up is um Warhammer Vermintide Two. Really? Okay. Yeah, that is basically a Left 4 Dead style first person beat um. Beat them up, not beat them up, but they just send hordes at you, and you got to mm-hmm. take them out through each level, and you level your characters up. Um, there's five different character classes. It's very fun. 
they just came out with an update with it for yesterday, actually, for the PlayStation 4, uh, the, the console version. The PC version has been out for a couple months. Um, that's fun. And then the the last game was Risk of Rain, which you said you wanted to play earlier. I, re- I do want to play Risk of Rain because it looks really interesting. I just don't know where I'd find the time. <sighs> Look. It's a it's a a rogue like light. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck the difference is. Basically, you start a game, and then you got to collect items, and then you got to last as long as you possibly can. That's it. Problem is, depending on the, the items you get per run, it can either be like a fifteen minute run if you get trash items with the character that you have, or you can get like a two hour run. If you have really good items and it just gets increasingly diff, diff, more difficult, like you have to time is a factor because if you take too long to beat a level, mm-hmm. like it's, it's getting increasingly difficult regardless of what level you're on. So if you're on level one and you're on easy mode and you take like 15 minutes by the end of the by the end of the, the level, if you don't beat it in time, you'll be on like hard mode. Mm-hmm. And then once you get to like 20 minutes, it goes to like ultra hard and then. I see you, and then the last difficulty is ha 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 because it's so fucking difficult. And is yeah. it um, is it a third person shooter? Like the like it, it it's hard to discern like the gameplay style from the trailers that I've seen. Yes, it's it's a third. Like the uh, the original game was a side scrolling. Okay, which is I don't know how that works in this genre uh, with the way the game is designed. But uh, yeah, it's a third person shooter. Okay, uh, there are six characters right now. I have. Uh, five of them unlocked. The last one I don't think is available on PlayStation 4 yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in order to unlock them, you have to do certain things to unlock the rest of the characters. The first character is garbage. Yeah. So you're gonna, you're gonna struggle like really bad. It's really fucking hard. <laughs> like, now here's like, now I here's my, here's the other question I have to ask. So if I do end up getting this game at some point, should I get it on the PlayStation or would it be okay to get it on the Switch because they have it available for both? Um, Just from a gameplay standpoint, what do you think it'll what will lend itself better? Again, depending on like the run that you have, if you're willing to, if you get a good run, mm-hmm. and you're playing on Switch again, that run could run for like an hour and a half, two hours before it finally takes you out, or before you just quit and say hey, I got enough points and just let them kill you. Uh, b- by the way, one once you get far enough into the into the um, into your run, you you'll be you'll die because you get one shot. Mm-hmm. So you get constantly dodging, but Switch would probably probably be cool because it's more of like an indie game. Okay, um, you wouldn't you don't so think I'd run into issues with the because because the the twin stick games on the Switch are not always the best just because the analog sticks on the Joy Cons are kind of doo doo. On a pro control on a pro controller, they're good. Huh. Um. If you yeah, you might want to get on the, <laughs> on the console. Because it's it's very twitch heavy. Like yeah, there are so many enemies coming out at you. Okay. Uh, once you get higher into the into the um the game, like again, you'll the only reason why you'll die if you have a really good run is because something will hit you from like that you won't see mm-hmm. because not it's not it's hit scan so like, you can't dodge a bullet. Like mm-hmm. they, if it's gonna hit you, it's going to hit you, and that's the fucked up part because there are certain enemies that like they're so strong they hit you one shot. I think if you have a full health bar. They have one hit protection. Mm-hmm. Like if you have full health, one shot will take you to to one. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have full health, that you. one shot is gonna knock you out. Um, but it's a fun game. It's just super frustrating sometimes when you when you're running through and you know that you don't have the the items that you need to get a good run. You're like, 
maybe I can make this work. And then, no, <laughs> you can't make it work. But it's, it's cool. It's cool. And again, they're updating it constantly, too. So hmm. it's dope. I found and myself I, I found myself it. getting into like roguelike games more and more lately, which is uh, yeah, especially dangerous. Um, so. <laughs> but they're they're that balance between fun and just frustration. Mm-hmm. This game hit, hits it, but mm, sometimes you just like, yeah, I got to turn this shit off because <laughs> <laughs> it's fucked up. But there are they. And I think I pay like thirty-five dollars for all three games. That's not bad because I think Risk yeah, of Rain normally is thirty sale. anyway. So I, I I probably missed the sale, but yeah. I'll, uh, I'm sure it'll be back around at some point. I do I do wish that you could. I do wish that the online shops for the different consoles could notify you. Like if you have like a game on your wish list, I wish they could notify you when a sale happens. Yeah, I know why they don't because they don't want you to just wait for that shit. But at the same time, yeah. just just be you know for, from a forward consumer standpoint, I think that would be nice. Yeah. Um, if you need a new game, there's a couple options for you this week. Um, on the PS4, PC, and Xbox One, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot comes out this week, and that is Kakarot. Whenever I see it a word at an ROT, my dumb hockey brain. Always wants to pronounce it with a row sound. So I thought it was Kakaro at first, but it is not. It is Kakaro. <laughs> I discovered. Uh, that's coming out this week. Uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions FE Encore, uh, which originally came out on the Wii U's coming to Nintendo yeah. Switch. It's a good game. If you like JRPGs, you should pick up Tokyo Mirage Sessions. It has a very stupid name, but it's a lot of fun. Is, the, is this the last worthwhile Wii U game to come out to the Switch? Like, are, are, we, fi- are we done either... Like kind of two point oh ing or porting over the good stuff. This is the one I know that I was really waiting <laughs> on for them to them to port over. Uh yeah, this is the last one I think we're we're going to get as far as like games on the Wii U that I mean was Wonderful 101 a Wii U title? It was, but I don't okay, think anyone that, cares that, that much. That might be it, because mm. I heard that was very good. I never really played much of it. Um I know that's a game that I think a lot of people want to see ported to the switch so maybe wonderful 101 would be like the last remaining wii u exclusive that hasn't been ported to the switch yet okay but tms uh is really really fun so if you like jrpgs particularly like a persona style Mm -hmm. uh, i've always described tms as like diet persona so i really enjoyed it i'm picking it up again so Uh, Stories Untold also comes to the Nintendo Switch, and then Atelier Shally Alchemist of the Dusk Sea DX comes to PC, PS4, and Switch, and they're also coming out um, with a triple pack of all of those games um, to PS4 as well, uh, yeah. which you can get all of them in a collection. Uh, I've always been told that I would enjoy the Atelier series, and I just... Never have gotten them. Never gotten around to them. Fair enough. Um, you should get around to going to youtube.com slash dense pixels, clicking the red subscribe button, ring the bell icon so that you can see when we post this podcast in video format every single week, except for last week, but I'll post last week's and this week's when I post this week's look shit's going on. Had I had stuff to do. I forgot. It slipped my mind. Uh-huh. Sorry. I upgrade. I got a new, I got a new hard drive from my Mac. So oh, yay. I, I, so I have, I have a separate booting SSD that I'm going to probably do all my editing on now. So I, I need to still set that up, though, because I haven't gotten that far. Uh, make sure you also go to densepixels.com slash premium if you have not yet signed up for the TNP Studios premium membership. And if you haven't yet, 
what the hell are you doing? It's only $5 a month or $50 for the entire year. That'll get you access to the premium slate of shows, including the Arium Grievances, which should be coming back as soon as Micah gets his internet situation worked out with his new house. You got No Time to Bleed, which just released the new episode of True Lies, the 1995 tour de force starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, directed by James Cameron. You have The Men with the Golden Tongues coming later this month with Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. And then you get full episodes of the Look Forward Political Podcast, which for the next year at least is going to be absolutely must-listen. It's going to be fantastic. Jay, and there's something else that I'm working on for yeah, premium. A so. new a new project that, again, I, I don't know about and I forgot to ask Carrie about after the podcast last week. I still don't know what this new <laughs> project is that Carrie is working on. But we're going to find out soon once it's ready to launch. So that's going to be a fifth show in your premium subscription. So again, densepixels.com slash premium, and then subscribe to all of the TNP studios podcasts, wherever you subscribe to podcasts that includes their apocalypse, black on black cinema, coming distractions, the weekly preview episode of look forward. And of course, dense pixels. But we assume if you're listening to us that you've already subscribed because why the hell wouldn't you oh. if you're listening to us? So quick news, uh, super Nintendo world. We talked about this on the podcast before, a new theme park opening in Japan. Well, it's opening this summer in Japan. Carrie. Yeah. Are you going? No, probably I not. need a passport. <laughs> uh, so here's, here's the thing about uh, Super <clears throat> Nintendo World. Uh, so this is a collaboration between Nintendo and the Universal Studios family of theme parks. And it's not just opening in Japan. It will also eventually open in Florida and in California. So I think I'll wait. Um, I'm very much looking forward to what it looks like when it does open, though, because I do follow a lot of different like theme park focused YouTube channels. And I think this has the potential to look very, very cool and to just be a really cool experience. Uh, they released kind of a trailer for the theme park, um, which sort of teases the the two big rides that the area will have, which will be uh, focused on Mario Kart and Yoshi. But it also introduced a smartphone app that will work alongside a little wristband that you can buy when you get there. Uh a separate press event was held in Japan that says the app allows you to walk around the park, basically tapping against blocks and whatnot. So like brick blocks and question blocks and whatnot. So you collect coins and stars and a park leaderboard will track those collecting the most. And some areas will offer contain various types of boss battles, which will allow guests to team up in some way against Presumably Bowser. So um, I feel like I feel like that your excitement for this particular aspect of the park is slated is covered with bias because I'm looking at the picture of the wristbands and they do specifically a have Daisy a Daisy band. wristband <laughs> that I do actually see. So yeah. I feel like you're not uh, going to be an objective uh, observer here. I was like, shit uh, when I saw that they here. put a Daisy band. It's Mario, Luigi, Peach, Daisy, Toad, and Yoshi are the bands that you can buy. Um, yeah. I think this is sort of cool. Um, well, so since it, since it's a Nintendo mobile app, though, I I would assume that you can only run around hitting augmented reality blocks for like five minutes before they then charge you more money 
in order to to, 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 to hit more augmented reality blocks. Haha. <laughs> no, I I imagine this like the the band itself will probably cost like twenty bucks or some shit. Um, and then it allows you. It'll probably function via Bluetooth with your phone. Um, them doing this for Nintendo World. Um, so at Disney, um, in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, you can use your smartphone with Bluetooth technology to sort of like hack into objects and do jobs for the First Order or for the Resistance um, or for bounty hunters, whoever. Who's, who's uh, and it's like a really first cute, order it's at yeah, Galaxy's right? Edge. Um, <laughs> you can it's it's a cool little way to like immerse yourself a little bit more in the environment. And um, sort of occupy yourself while you're waiting in line or while you have a little bit of downtime or something like that. So this this reminds me very much of what Disney has already been doing with their like in-park apps. Um, but I, I'll be very curious to see how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this opening. I hope it's really cool. Um, I guess the only thing I'm like a little annoyed by is that like they were like we're doing a nintendo world but it's like it's just mario like that's all y'all are focusing on there's nothing there from zelda or pokemon or metroid or f-zero or any of the other first party nintendo properties um that <laughs> i'm laughing at you thinking that they're really, ever gonna do an f-zero no, fucking yeah, ride just, and, 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 i think an f-zero coaster would be cool as shit <laughs> um, but no that's never going to happen but it's like I guess I would have thought that they would have done something Pokemon or mm-hmm. Zelda, especially because I think those are two enormous successful properties that would lend themselves to theme park experiences of some t- point. Obviously, maybe someday down the road, they'll do that. But and maybe they're just starting with Mario mm-hmm. uh, as sort of the anchor to this area. But we'll see. I think it's going to be cool. Uh, Awesome Games Done Quick had their 2020 fundraiser. It uh, set a new record for them, $3.13 million raised for the Prevent Cancer Foundation, a 30% increase over last year um, from 54,134 different donors. Mm -hmm. Um, They've been improving their fundraising total uh, every year for the last four Awesome Games Done Quick. Um. I, I I do watch you know a few of these events that they do on online as they're streaming because I find speed running to be I said it before on the podcast it's a very interesting way to consume video games. Now I'm looking at the picture that's at the top yeah. of this Polygon article, and there's two gentlemen that are doing a combined speed run in Mike Tyson's Punch Out, yeah, and they're the both fuck? blindfolded, so they're sharing one controller, one person. I'm assuming operating the D-pad, the other one operating the A and B buttons. Both yes. blindfolded and able to speed run, not just beat, but I, I'm assuming beat in, in in a perfect fashion. Yeah. Mike Tyson's punch out. Yeah. D- double blindfolded, wow. two player, one controller, Mike Tyson's punch out speed run. Uh, I missed it live, but you can catch the, the VOD for that. And it's nuts. Uh, I would also recommend if you want to see some extremely silly nonsense, 
Um, the Super Mario World, I guess it was, Super Mario World One Minds mod run, mm -hmm. where it's two players and they each have their own controller, but it switches every half of a second. It switches control between each of them. Uh, and there was some silliness happening there. So I feel like if you have the time to sit down <laughs> as a duo and be able to beat punch out blindfolded, that might be time that could be better invested <laughs> into other endeavors that might actually, I make feel like money. these, like these yeah. duo, these duo speedrun people are just people who are secretly training to be like Jaeger pilots. When we end up in a Pacific rim scenario, <laughs> Like these guys are clearly drift compatible. Um, I mean, you yeah, can think that's a ridiculous dream. Talents. I mean, they did raise three point three million dollars, but come on, yo, come on. <laughs> like, that's that's, that's three million one hundred and thirty-three thousand sixty-two dollars, all going to the Prevent Cancer Foundation. So that's awesome. But what else do they do? <laughs> like, like, what the fuck? Yeah. That's insane to me. Blindfolded. So they, they have the audio cues down pat. Yeah. I could I could never beat Mike Tyson when I, looking at that nigga. So I, that's impressive. Couldn't stand that motherfucker. <laughs> so. Kinda jealous. Uh, <laughs> the, the weekend, though, wasn't without uh, controversy. So apparently Games Led Quick suspended one of the speedrunners. Um who in his Twitter bio said, he says, quote, I hate feminazism, uh, <laughs> claiming that he identified as dominion binary. D Demi non-binary. Demi non-binary. I'm sorry. And stated that he preferred the pronouns Luz slash Luz. <sighs> yes. This, 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 this is a gentleman who's, 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 whose handle is Luz Belheim. Yeah. Um, apparently another speedrunner also dug up an old tweet, uh, where this guy endorsed the economic policy of an ultra-nationalist party in Spain, uh, called Vox. Yeah. So like this, I feel like this is something that like crops up after every GDQ or during every GDQ where it's like one of the guys they got running is a fucking nazi or is super homophobic or something like that and it's just like it's it's always clear that like gdq doesn't have like a consistency in terms of the policies that they have for their speedrunners and they don't they don't really enforce stuff unless there's like a big blow up about it like this uh, and then they do something after the fact, like ban him for three events or something like that. Um, it's just like, it's become increasingly obvious that they don't really vet the people who they approve to do speed runs as part of GDQ, um, in terms of what they have on their public social media and stuff like that. Um, so that's the one thing that like continues to frustrate me about, about GDQ events is that. Um, they, they clearly aren't really doing a good job vetting. Um, and what's also super frustrating about GDQ is that the vast majority of the people speedrunning are like white men. 
And I'm like, I, yeah. I know, I know the speedrun community is more diverse than that. Mm. Like, you got to do better. So, fair enough. So, uh, Square disappointed some folks today um, by delaying two highly anticipated games, or one highly anticipated game and one anticipated game um <laughs> one game with an <laughs> adequate amount of anticipation there you go uh so the final fantasy 7 remake originally was supposed to come out march 3rd um they moved that back about five weeks to april 10th uh saying that the game's delay was for quote extra polish uh the bigger bump is that the avengers game that was originally slated to come out on may 15th i do believe uh is getting pushed back to september uh, where Crystal Dynamics said, we will spend this additional development time focusing on fine-tuning and polishing the game to our high standards that our fans expect and deserve. Uh, perhaps in the time that they are delaying the game, they could also bother to kind of flesh out maybe more of what the game is going to be. Because, uh... Ugh. Yeah, because I still am not 100% sure. Not, I'm not convinced that this is going to be a good game. No, I'm not either. <laughs> Just um, at all. I think I think Square pushing the 7 remake back a little bit, it's fine. It's mm. like, okay, cool. Maybe we have like a handful of bugs we want to smooth out before we print and ship the game. Five weeks, we'll do that. But also, uh, March is kind of stacked for games this year. And if this was going to come out sort of in the thick of a lot of other big game releases... Maybe pushing it to April will give it a little more time to breathe. Um, I think Avengers getting bumped back like four and a half months or whatever is Crystal Dynamics going like, this sucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> what if what if we like, oh, it's it's an Avengers game and it's not very good. Um, I feel like that's them looking and saying, huh, Anthem really hasn't rebounded at all since the game game first came out. So if we don't stick the landing on launch, we might be in a little bit of trouble. Yeah. So I, I I totally understand. I'm not, I'm not at all surprised to hear that news. Um, considering how little we've seen of the game, I wouldn't be surprised if it gets pushed back again. I what what, um, Marvel movies is slated for 2021. Does anybody know? I'm gonna look it up. I'm about to say Carrie be the one to know that off the top of her head. Yeah, more yeah, than anybody. I mean, I, right. I had sort of figured that they were releasing the Avengers game in May to go alongside Black Widow. Right. Um because that would make sense, right? Yeah. So um we have Black Widow in May, um Eternals in november and then in 2021 we have shang chi in february and doctor strange in may so we're not really getting what you would qualify as like a like a core avengers member after black widow Mm -hmm. until we get the third spider-man film in july of 2021 but i don't think they would push it back that far yeah I, I think, think it, like, it. it probably comes out in September of this year. Hmm. Hope they fix whatever's wrong. Like, yep. the game. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I swear to God. All right. 
I mean, some people It'd be are really hyped. unfortunate if it sucked. Um, now, the only other thing that uh, maybe they would release it alongside is Falcon and Winter Soldier and WandaVision will both come out as Disney Plus series later this year. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah, it, they pushed those up. Right. Uh, they pushed WandaVision up. Falcon Winter Soldier, I think, was always supposed to come out late 2020. Hmm. So, uh, PlayStation released their uh, top downloads from the year that passed, 2019. I like to uh, I like to pull this list every year just because I'm always curious to see um, how it shakes out and to see about any surprises, some things we might not have expected to rank as high in the total sales rankings. Uh, so, the number one selling game on the PlayStation Store last year, probably not a surprise, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Cad mod. Yep. The number two selling November. It did. The people, Terrence, kids love Call of Duty. The kids love it. Oh my god, they love it. Okay. The number two selling game, a uh, a a new ditty, one of the uh, one of these one of these one of these new hotness games that just came out. I had to assume recently. Grand Theft Auto Five, the (laughs) number two selling game. On the PlayStation Store in 2019. It's older than that at this point, isn't it? Is Wasn't it, that like 20... like 2013, September 2013 is when it originally released oh, on the shit. PS3 and Xbox 360. <laughs> Good lord. So, yeah. How much you... money is that game? Oh, this like, is just a enough. $20 billion. At the enough. Point. It's made enough. <laughs> was like six billion two years ago wasn't it we uh i think it, when me and carrie did the story about the top grossing games um of the year last year i think gta hauled in like 680 million dollars in revenue or something thereabouts uh last At year that year yeah that year alone in the mm-hmm. in 2019 alone. like overall yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah overall i think that game has probably made like eight billion dollars because it was a six billion wasn't it back in like 2017 <laughs> It's a lot of fucking oh, money. Not. I know that. Yeah. Um, we, I'll, I'll skip down to number four, which is NBA 2K20. Not a surprise. Number five, NBA 2K19. Uh, the, <laughs> the fifth selling game on the PlayStation Store uh, in 2019. Um, some other some other surprising ones. Uh, the Division 2 managed to rank 11th on total game sales for the year, which I found a little bit shocking. I guess that was the beneficiary of the early buzz that uh, never panned out for that one. And Anthem being total garbage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because it came out two months after Anthem. Yep. Or a month after Anthem. So that yeah. probably helped out there. Um, respectable showing, I think, for Kingdom Hearts 3. Cracking the top 20. Wasn't yeah, that expecting I think that to be that's, on there? I think that's fair. And, uh, and that's, that's of course, that's only counting downloads. It is only counting downloads, correct. So, and then uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2, yeah. cracking the top 20 despite being, uh, what, a two and a half year old game at this yeah. point? Apparently it's really good now. Yeah, that's what I hear so, as well. All well, uh, microtransactions and they made it pretty decent. The, uh, the top selling oh. VR game of the year, uh, probably not to anyone's surprise, would be Beat Saber. Would have Would have probably called that. Uh, free to play. So even though even though Apex Legends did release last year and had almost the full year to take advantage, I I still am surprised that it beat Fortnite for the top free to play download of 2019 on PlayStation. Yeah, given that Fortnite has all of the top ten DLC and expansions, they do <laughs> like literally every <laughs> single DLC is Fortnite, 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 Fortnite. Yeah. 
Good God. Yeah, which is insane. Um, but yeah, Apex edged out Fortnite, I guess, for just free-to-play downloads. Dauntless number three. You love to see it. That's not bad. It's pretty yeah, good. That's not bad. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Realm Royale is terrible. I don't know why that number four. Because <laughs> it got a lot of hype. That's why. That's the only reason why. Huh. Um, Warframe still hanging run. in there in the top Warframe ten. Warframe is, is as low as it is because that's a pretty good game. I don't think they're accumulating a lot of new players, though. That's the problem. Like I think All they right. have their core base, and that's kind of that's kind of what's there. Um, Which I think is why Fortnite is at number two. That's probably that, that's probably correct. Yeah. Like I said, I, th- I think Apex had the benefit of having the uh, the the new release bump. Because I mean, yeah. again, we we re- it's it's it feels so long ago. But remember back in February <laughs> when that game dropped, and that was just all everyone talked about for literally yeah. a month, basically. Yeah. So uh, don't read ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, finally, I'm going to pass the time to Carrie because I am certainly not equipped to talk about the Pokemon Direct that they dropped uh, last week. Sure. So I guess it was Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they had a quick 20-minute Pokemon Direct. Uh, first, they announced that uh, the, I guess, first two Pokemon Mystery Dungeon games... Uh, blue, uh, yes, Blue Rescue Team and Red Rescue Team, uh, which originally came out in 2006, which makes my bones hurt, um, will be remade <laughs> together as Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX. Uh, it has a cute new art style. It's a total overhaul of the game. Um, it's the first of the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon games that we've had in in a fucking minute yeah. i think um if, if i can interrupt since you had a moment of feeling old terrence yeah. yes are you aware that randy moss's son uh played in the national cha- college football national championship game last night <sighs> <laughs> yo how old is randy moss I, I'd have to imagine he's in his forties, in his mid forties. Yeah, yeah. I, look, I think someone was talking about that the other, like a couple weeks ago. Like the fact that these fucking these um athletes are like fifteen years younger than I am. I hate that <laughs> because I'm not used to like I'm like Tom Brady's age. <laughs> well, no, he's in his forties, but and he's been playing forever. Yeah, yeah. I saw that tweet and I was <laughs> like. I had a Randy Moss jersey when I was like, <laughs> when I was like thirteen, and now his son is in college playing yeah, football. Yeah, I don't like any of that. <laughs> like fucking um, Ray Lewis's son is and it plays college football. Like the fuck? What? Whatever. Fine. What's his name? Is twenty two? The, the the quarterback for the Ravens. Yeah, he's twenty two. <laughs> so, but anyway, uh, anyway. Con- continue with Pokemon, <laughs> Carrie. Now, now that I have aged Terrence and I. That's uh, fine. Immensely. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX um, looks cute as hell. Uh, I've never really played any of the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon games. Uh, there is a demo available on the eShop right now for free. Uh, progress in the demo can be transferred directly into the full game if you choose to get it. Um, this also marks the first time that they have remade any of the Pokemon games outside of the main series. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that's sort of interesting. I wonder if that might lend itself to, I don't know, maybe remaking 
Pokemon Stadium or the trading card. I would love a new trading card game RPG for Pokemon. God, I love that game so much. And we all know Mike uh, is waiting for a new uh, a re-release of Pokemon Snap at some point. That would be pretty nice. Yes! Yes! <laughs> uh, but the, the big news and the, uh, I would say, 80% of the time spent was discussing downloadable content for Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield. Uh, so it'll be paid DLC. It will cost $30 for both DLC packs, both of which will introduce new environments, new Pokemon, over 100 new clothing and other uh, customization options, new characters, and more. So these are called the Isle of Armor and the Crown Tundra. Uh, in the Isle of Armor, uh, which comes out first, that comes out in June, um, apparently the theme of the expansion is growth. Uh, you befriend a new legendary called Cub Fu, a fighting type bear that, uh, evolves into, I think it's called Ur Ushifu or Urshifu, um, who has two different forms, either single strike or rapid strike style, uh, which are different typings depending on which one you choose. So either fighting dark or fighting water. Uh, so you're training in this dojo with an old man who gives you this and you work alongside Cub Fu and whatnot. Um, apparently training under the, uh, in, in the dojo on the Isle of Armor uh, will also include a new rival character. And that, will, uh, that character will differ depending on which version you're playing. So uh, Pokemon Sword players will meet a poison type trainer while Shield players will face off against the fucking nerd named Avery, uh, who apparently doesn't know how to dress himself very well and is a psychic-type trainer. Um, the Crown Tundra, which will release late 2020. I imagine it'll be a holiday season download. Um, so it's got a new Arctic area, uh, similar to the Wild area, ton of new Max raids, new legendaries, um, new Galarian forms of some legendaries. Uh, they revealed Galarian, Articuno, Zapdos, and Moltres, and they look cool as fuck. Um, Moltres especially got a glow up. Like, they made him look cool instead of just looking like a spicy chicken. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, they're adding 200 plus of the existing Pokemon that were not initially in Sword and Shield. So, so uh, hold, hold on a second. Hold, hold mm -hmm. the phone. You mean to tell me uh -huh. that when people freaked the fuck out that the entire national Pokedex wasn't going to be available in this mm -hmm. new Pokemon game, that those fears might've been blown out of proportion. In incredible, incredible assessment of the situation, Brad. Yes, indeed. That's, that's exactly what happened. And not only that, but when the pass, when, when the DLC comes out, you won't even need to buy the DLC. You can use the Pokemon home cloud service, or you can trade in from uh, let's go Pikachu or let's go Eevee. Any any of the Pokemon that are being added into Sword or Shield, free of charge. You don't even have to buy it. They're just patching the game. Like, yes, you can you can have access to them out in the wild of these new areas that they're adding into the game. But even if you don't buy that, you can still get 200 more of your favorite Pokemon 
free of charge. But and of course, that's not enough for some people who are still freaking out online about it, who are complaining about, oh, I can't believe they just gave us half a game and now they're charging us $30 to get the other half of a game. As if these motherfuckers didn't go out and buy Pokemon Yellow and Pokemon Crystal and Pokemon Emerald and Pokemon Platinum and Pokemon Black and White 2 and Pokemon Ultra Sword and Ultra Moon. Fuck you! They've been doing this forever, except now, instead of having to buy a whole other full-price game, now you just pay $30, which, by the way, is half the price of what Pokemon Sword and Shield cost to begin with. Half the price in order to get all of the extraneous content, all of the post-game content that would have been included in a third version or a sequel version of Sword and Shield. So y'all can kiss my ass I am so done with this side of the Pokemon community who are just entitled babies who cannot bear to spend another $30 to get, uh, I don't know, probably 20 hours more content. I'm done. I'm so tired of them. So video games can now add additional content through online downloads. What a time to be alive, everybody. What an amazing... Wow! (laughs) Who could have seen this coming? Nobody. That's who. What yeah, a, what a surprise coming like, out of left field. It's literally exactly what I expected out of. It's it's what anyone with a functioning brain has been paying attention to video games for the last 10 years expected. Good Lord. Yeah. Anyone that thought that they weren't getting DLC Pokemon added to the game is not is not aware of video games. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they're just they're not going to sell you. Pokemon gun or whatever the fuck you would have called it or Pokemon sharp sword and Pokemon stern shield. (laughs) They're just, they're, they're selling you the content that would have been in the upgraded version of the game, except you're not paying another 60 fucking dollars to do it. It's pretty cool. This is good. This is a good thing. It's pretty cool that they're letting you trade in. It's pretty cool they're letting you trade in Pokemon from other games that you already own for no additional charge. I I feel like that anyone that would bitch about this has no room to fucking navigate. Considering anyone who's bitching about this has a tiny dick. (laughs) 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 That's where I'm at at this point. Are Are you on Twitter? I don't don't think you're wrong. Are you on Twitter complaining about? How Nintendo and the Pokemon Company and Game Freak are doing you wrong because these Pokemon weren't in the game in the first place. Fuck you. Fuck you and your tiny, tiny penis. You know who I assume probably never used. But that's beside the point. What? You know who I assume uh, also has a tiny penis? Jeff Bezos? Jeff Bezos, probably. That man's got a lot of money and he's compensating for something, one has to imagine. So why why would you give your money to Jeff Bezos? Well, I've got good news for you. You have to use Amazon, because let's get real. What the fuck else are you going to do? Go to the store? <laughs> fuck out of here. So if you have to use Amazon, why not give us some of that sweet, sweet Amazon money instead? You can do it. All you have to do is go to densepixels.com slash Amazon. So when you go there, it's going to take you to the regular Amazon storefront, you might not even realize that you use the Dense Pixels affiliate link when you go there because you'd be like, this looks just like Amazon.com. That's because it is. But here's the thing. When you make your purchases, when you buy your wares, and you have them shipped to you, some of that money that you paid, it's going to be 
diverted away from Jeff Bezos and it's going to come right into our coffers. You think hosting this podcast is free? I assure you it isn't. But by using densepixels.com slash Amazon, you help pay for the cost. And the best thing is you helped pay for our hosting fees and other things we use to keep the podcast going. But it didn't cost you any extra money. We just took it out of Jeff Bezos' pocket and put it right into ours. And really, isn't that the best way? I think it is personally. So again, densepixels.com slash Amazon. Uh, whenever you buy anything on Amazon.com. I mean, I would personally like to kill and eat Jeff Bezos, but since I cannot legally do that, you should buy from the affiliate wow. link instead. <laughs> <laughs> Looks okay. like we have another podcast in the network that we have to worry if the FBI is listening to on a regular basis. So uh, so for our main tops of the week, uh, obviously, Carrie and I gave our top five games of 2019 on last week's episode, uh, but Terrence was not here last week. But no. Terrence actually played more than five new games <laughs> in 2019. That is correct. So, so you have a top five list. Now you, now you warned us. You said that this was not going to be in any particular order. No, no. But I'm, but I'm um, curious to hear your top five games of the year. It's kind of mine. Is kind of cliche because I played all the best games anyway. <laughs> um, <clears throat> like, uh, so right. again, in no particular. Resident Evil Two was awesome. Which is great. I played through it twice. Well, I had to to beat to beat it um, with Chris and Jill, or not Jill. What the hell? What the hell? What the, the, the woman? <laughs> Claire. Sorry. Uh, Devil May Cry. Chris. Chris and the woman. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I forgot her name. There's so many. Whatever. Uh, Devil May Cry Five. I'm not surprised. I would have expected that to be, of to be high up on the list. I would probably that's honestly probably my number one if I was going to to um All right. Um, um <sighs> look, I did I never finished it, but I can appreciate that it is a very good game. Like I, it's very difficult. Um Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. It's really fucking hard. I liked it, but I just, yeah. Chris has I been patient. playing. I don't have the fucking patience. I, I could probably go back to it. I haven't played it in like five, six months. No. Yeah, Chris. Chris picked it up at Christmas, um, and he played it until Monster Hunter came out, and I don't think he's touched it since. Um, but he was having a rough time with it. Yeah, it's not easy. Like I think it's harder than Dark Souls, honestly. I think harder. he would agree with uh, you. Yeah. Uh, Apex Legends. Because I played, I looked at my uh, top games for 2019, and that's the one I played the most of. Mm-hmm. But 300 hours of that game. I don't know how the fuck I did that. Wow. God. You, you put you put more <laughs> hours in Apex Legends than I put into Destiny 2. Yeah. I I enjoyed that game a lot. I did. I had a lot. A lot of long sessions, and and the thing about that game is the way that things are set up. Like, yeah, yeah, have to buy costumes. I put three hundred hours and never didn't earn enough for a single costume, gameplay wise. So I can't stand that model, but it's fine. <laughs> uh, that's four. Right? Did I play five games? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I'm, I'm trying. What's the fifth one? I want to say No Man's Sky, but that came out three years ago. Look, they just but came the out with a huge, brand new expansion. You but can the count huge it. Expa- the huge expansion came out this year, and that's the second game I put the most time into. 
So I would probably put that up there. Um, That's fair. Because I put, yeah, I really enjoy No Man's Sky now. It's it's just a they they put a beat maker in that game like a month a month ago. I've been it's meaning not to very get back good. into No Man's Sky. So it's 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 good, man. It's it's not very good. You can do like very rudimentary beats with it, but it's there because why the fuck not? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they just they've added so much to that game to make it to 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 make up for the one of the worst game launches of all time. Mm-hmm. It really came out, and I lo- like I still liked it when it came out, but I'm not gonna lie and say that it wasn't not very good. Yeah, um, I feel like there's something else that I'm missing. There has to be. It came out last year. That I played, I don't remember. But I mean, if you top. can't remember, it probably, it probably wasn't. wasn't right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would have. I anyway. would. I would assume that DMC Five probably would have been your game of the year. So I'm not surprised yeah. to uh, to hear that. So what? Uh, so so Mike is going to have to be the one that comes in to fucking determine at some point if we have an official. 2019 game of the year because he, he usually has I one that shows up on one of our other lists typically what were you i didn't hear the episode because i didn't did it come out did y'all release it yeah, yeah it, it, it released in audio form what last was week. it I, was, I, I don't know. know anyway what was your top five? Oh, you you need the whole thing shit i was just gonna give you my yeah, game of the year no, i was gonna give so, you my your, one your, your, my, your my top one. one was uh link's awakening for the switch Mm. And my and mine was Slay the Spire. So, okay. I don't I don't think Mike is going to pick either of those two. So it's no. a, he stands the, he stands the <laughs> hard chance of, of it being DMC five if there's yeah. going to be a consensus pick. Um, and that's a pretty good odds actually because I because Mike I know like that game very much. Um, so we'll move on from there. Uh, Sony announced that they are skipping. E3 for the second consecutive year. Now, look, when Sony skipped E3 last year, I wasn't shocked. I wasn't shocked, right? Because they didn't have any real PlayStation exclusives coming out in the fall. They weren't ready to talk about PS5. Um, so I said, look, if you're going to miss it, you don't want you know, to spend all this money. Probably a good year to miss it. So I wasn't too surprised. I was like, yeah, I'll figure they'll be back next year. I am shocked that they're not going to be at E3 2020 with the PlayStation 5 on the horizon. And I'll tell you why. So here's 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 why I feel this way. So obviously like them doing their own events and and they'll probably do something similar for PS5 like they did for PS4 where they have an event in the you know early spring to give the details for the console and then have another event later on in the year where they announce like the price and release date and all that bullshit. But if you think back of all of the great moments in video games of the decade that we just left, or still have one year left if you want to be pedantic, but the decade that we just that we just left, can you think of a more memorable moment than that entire E3 2013 Sony press conference? No, where Sony just like laid their whole dick on the table, like after Microsoft had their bungled announcement, <laughs> their their fucked up reveal of the Xbox One. Right. Where where Sony was like, here's here's how you share a game on the PlayStation 4. Here you go. <laughs> Just like 
oh god, it was so good. Like I can, I can still see it that almost, whole like, presentation it, it in my head. It reminds me of the when in the '90s, where like after Sega had fucked up the release right. of I think the Saturn, and and the PlayStation people came out and they like literally just went up on stage and went three ninety nine, two ninety nine, two ninety nine, yes, and like left the stage and that was it. And I was like, to a standing ovation. I love, I right, love that moment right. as well. So he has such an established history of just like aggressively dunking on their competitors with zero hesitation and zero remorse that I'm like really going to miss that this year because I really think that Microsoft's going to <laughs> fuck things up this year and I will get into that in a second. Yeah, so that but that's what I'm saying. So like as as cool as your own event would be and as much as you can control the narrative and you can control who's there and you can control the presentation and this that or the other. You're not being at a show like an E3. I feel like you're never going to get an announcement that was as fucking hype as that PS4 announcement was. And just for that alone, like just if you guys can remember the amount of excitement and the amount of fucking unadulterated hype that that console had coming out of that announcement, that sustained the momentum, by the way. Like from June to November, that momentum sustained. And they took a shit on Microsoft when that console released. In yes, they did. I worked that holiday season at GameStop, and I remember, you know, people complaining and complaining and complaining at me that they couldn't get their hands on a PlayStation 4. Uh, meanwhile, Sorry. we had a back room <laughs> full of Xbox Ones that we couldn't fucking get rid of. Like, well, that was that was Microsoft's fault. It was. They, they just they just took advantage. They did, but <laughs> like, but like I said, it, no one but gives it was, a fuck about TV when you want to play a video game, right? But like, it was on the back of that of that of that presentation. So just the fact that, you know, the whole industry would be there that you have a chance to kind of make one of those moments again. I can't, I'm, I'm, I was super surprised when they said, yeah, we're not going to be there again this year. I couldn't believe it. What are your guys thoughts? Yeah. I don't think they need to be. I, I, I agree with that. I don't think they necessarily need to be, but I am a little surprised that they're not. But we'll see. Like th- aren't these aren't these consoles technically supposed to be like the same? Well, hold hold like your text. hold your thought on that one because I think that can transition us nice nicely um, into the next story, the final story for the show. Um, if you thought that Carrie ranting on Pokemon incels was going to be the only rant that you got from Carrie this week, uh, you are wrong. Carrie, <laughs> talk about Microsoft promising that. All of the Series X games are also going to be playable on Xbox One. For now. Microsoft stays fucking up, guys. Um, <laughs> oh, come on. I, okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just read that's, that. I didn't even. That's, that's the correct response. That's it. That's how you should react to this. Um, Microsoft has said uh, that they will not have any console exclusives for the Xbox Series X for at least the first year. That makes perfect sense. No, it doesn't! That was Uh, sarcasm. (laughs) (laughs) This is so fucking stupid. Okay, so apparently all of Microsoft's games for the Series X will be playable on both the Series X and the Xbox One. Uh, Matt Booty, (laughs) (laughs) 
His last name is Booty. Um, he says, as our content comes out over the next year, two years, all of our games, sort of like PC, will play up and down that family of devices. We want to make sure that if someone invests in Xbox between now and Series X, that they feel that they made a good investment and that we're committed to them with content. So what the fuck? Why would I buy a Series X if I have a PC? And an that's Xbox it. One X. That's the fucking question. That's it. I don't. Why? 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 Why is anyone going to buy an Xbox Series X if every Xbox Series X game for the first two question mark years, maybe longer, but two ish years of its existence will also play on the Xbox One? Are you fucking kidding me? How fucking stupid can you be, Microsoft? You're out here trying to compete with the PlayStation 4 who ran away with this console generation handily from the get go. PS4 came out of the gate with a better system, priced better, with better fucking exclusives, and Xbox never caught up. Period. We can see that in the numbers. That the PlayStation 4 handily won this console generation, and they are coming into the next console generation with all of the momentum, knowing that they will have good system exclusives, that they will have good... Uh, console-specific ex- exclusives. Exclusives just for the PS5. I'm sure you will see plenty of Sony exclusives that will be both PS4 and PS5 for, you know, maybe the first year, year and a half or so, like we saw over the last console generation. We saw stuff come still come out on the PS3 for a while. Um, but there's no incentive for anyone to want to buy a fucking Series X if there isn't anything exclusive for the Series X, who the fuck is going to come out here and spend $500, maybe $600 on a new Microsoft piece of hardware when presumably they already have an Xbox One, maybe an Xbox One X? And I gotta tell you, this naming convention is fucking <laughs> Because I get mixed up between the Xbox One X and the Xbox Series X. And I play video games. Little Johnny's grandma, who's going to be buying him a new console for Christmas this coming year, uh, she isn't going to know the fucking difference, and she's going to buy him the wrong thing. But I guess if everything plays the same games, that doesn't fucking matter, does it? Um, (laughs) I am blown away by this decision to not have games exclusive to the Series X console. And what's stupid about this is that it's dumb because Microsoft insists on continuing to compete directly with Sony. Nintendo fucked up badly with the Wii U because they were trying to share the fucking same piece of the pie as Sony and Microsoft, and they couldn't do it. And the Wii U is a weird little thing, and I have one, and I enjoy it. Uh, it's got good games, almost all of which you can play on the Switch now. But uh, in in order for Nintendo to survive as a relevant video game company in the 21st century, they had to reinvent themselves and decided, we're not going to try and share the fucking same piece of pie that... Sony and Microsoft are fighting over we're gonna go bake a cake instead uh, and they came out with the Switch and surprise the Switch is a delightful little hybrid or pure handheld if you have a Switch Lite 
uh, and it does its own thing, and it's not trying to directly compete with either of the other console companies. Meanwhile, Microsoft, like they're saying, they're like, oh, we want this to be more PC. Like, why aren't you just marketing yourself as a fucking PC at this point? Like, why don't you just come out and say, hey, do you want the PC gaming experience without any of the hassle of having to pick your parts and put stuff together and hook everything up and get all that software and all the drivers and whatnot? Do you just want like a really high end all in one gaming PC for $500? Here's the Xbox. That's what this is. It's the PC gaming experience without the PC gaming hassle. But they aren't fucking doing that. They're still marketing themselves as, as, as the same kind of home video game console that the PlayStation 4 is. And they will absolutely fucking stumble right out of the gate of this next generation by doing so. Counterpoint. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so I'm thinking about this. I didn't, I didn't comment on the, um, on the post that you made in the fan group because I wanted to formulate my thoughts. So I think that this is actually a shift in the industry that we need to wrap our heads around because I think that console makers, and it's not just Microsoft, I believe, are approaching this in a different method. So Apple comes out with a new iPhone every year. And the new iPhone always has better specs. It's more powerful. Has some new features that the old iPhones might not have. But it still runs the same. But the old iPhones will still run the same new version of iOS. They'll still be able to use all the same apps. They might perform better on the new iPhone. But you can still use the old iPhones. It doesn't obsolete them whenever a new iPhone comes out. Mm-hmm. And every year, there's a few people out there that have to have the highest end. We'll call them Micahs, just for the sake of <laughs> argument. Who are willing to go out there... And every year, like I, I, I know, and Mike is not one of these people with the iPhone specifically, but there are people that I know that every single year will buy the new top of the line iPhone, trade in their old iPhone, buy the new top of the line iPhone, even though they're all they're getting is incremental upgrades over the previous generation, but they want the newest, hottest, greatest, most powerful thing that's available in the marketplace. And I feel like that at least at first, that's kind of the model that Microsoft is thinking about here. Now separate the, you can play all the Xbox exclusives on PC aspect aside. I think that's a separate issue that we've talked about that I don't necessarily think is part of the console ecosystem part of it. But I, I'm not surprised. I really am not surprised to see them say, all right, well, when the new, I would assume that we can all agree. Halo infinite is probably going to be timed to release when this new series X console drops, right? Like that's probably a foregone conclusion. <laughs> I would imagine. <laughs> I don't know. Fair enough, but 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 I, I would Microsoft th- is, but like I would I would think I would like to think that was the case. Right. So I, let, let's let's operate under that assumption. So Halo Infinite comes out, and Microsoft says, "Hey, if you've got an Xbox One, you've been an Xbox fan, you can play the new Halo Infinite. We're not going to make you buy a five hundred dollar console. <laughs> They'll probably let you play it for free with the game. Well, that, that's also true. <laughs> You're probably right about that." But they're, yep. but they're saying, hey, to play the new Halo, you don't have to buy this 500 console. But if you want to play the new Halo in the best fucking setting that you possibly can, get a PC. <laughs> but a barring PC that, get the it. new Xbox One <laughs> Series X. 
and I, and I, and I feel like, I feel like the Series X is going to be there for that person who has the money to spend, who has a 4K TV, who wants the best graphics, who wants this, who wants that. And I feel like that the regular Xbox One series will be there for the folks that aren't quite ready to make that investment, but it's cool that they're not going to get shut out of all the new shit. And I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to tell you, don't be surprised when the PS5 launches and there's no PS5 exclusive games that come out alongside of it launch. There might be Sony exclusive games that come out that work only in the PlayStation family. Yeah, I think there's going to be... Sony exclusives. Right. Um, but I don't but think I there's going to be a PS5 exclusive. Like, what, one or two um, at at launch. Um, look, maybe I'm wrong. I just like, I think particularly by like coming out and saying this 10 months before your, your console's getting ready to come out. Um, I don't know. Like It just like it it feels like a really dumb idea to to say, hey, for the first two years, mm-hmm. uh we're not going to have anything that's exclusively Series X. I don't know. Like I said, I, I, I feel like that that's actually a good service to their fan base. Honestly. Maybe it's a good service, but that's not good that's not gonna sell systems. Right, that's not going to convince anyone who doesn't already have an Xbox to buy an Xbox. Do like they, they might but upgrade do they to the care? Xbox One X because that's going to be cheaper? Right, that's like, going to well, be cheaper. Uh, These games look just as. I mean, again, you're gonna you're, you're gonna need a 4K television. You're gonna need however much money the thing is gonna cost to buy okay. an Xbox One X. Is probably gonna cost once that drops. It's probably gonna be like three hundred bucks, two fifty, three hundred dollars. Right. Yeah, one so, assumes, and 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 they look and the games look really good on Xbox One X. Yeah, I just like I said, I'm I, I'm beginning to believe more and more though that Microsoft just wants you to have Game Pass. Like they don't give yeah, a shit if you own so. an Xbox anymore at this point. They just want you to have Game Pass and give them. Yeah, there's a lot of games yeah. that you could play for free if you had the Game Pass that I wish I could have got for just paying for the Game Pass for the year. Um. Outer Worlds was one of them. <laughs> you know, you could play that on Game Pass if you had it. Just download it. So, you know, I mean, I guess, but how does that work? I just like, I feel like they're console standpoint, particularly like, again, speaking on on the topic of like, these are gaming consoles, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for For your console to not have any kind of exclusive content when you already struggled to have any decent Microsoft exclusives over the last generation of games. Uh, that's, that's where Microsoft, and we've talked about it before, Microsoft faltered hard on exclusives this generation. They didn't have yeah. hardly mm. any exclusives to begin with, much less exclusives that were worth going out of your way to have an Xbox for. Um, so oh, the last exclusive crackdown, <laughs> crackdown three. No, I guess uh, that came out. Um, Gears of War or four. Gears five. Gears five. Gears <clears throat> five. I think or four. Yeah. I just which looked really good, but the, the apparently the multiplayer wasn't as great as it has been in the past. So 
I, I think that they're that basically by continuing to be like we're going to release alongside the next PlayStation, I assume they will come out within two weeks of each other, like the PS4 and Xbox One did. Um, you're 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 saying that you're directly competing with Sony. You're saying choose this or choose that, right? That's basically what they're saying by going by this release schedule. Um, if they were like, hey, we're coming out in August, um, <coughs> then, then it wouldn't feel like that. I still feel like Microsoft and the Xbox brand would be better served if they stopped trying to be like, we're the go-to gaming console. Mm-hmm. If they tried to say, hey, we're, a, we're the step between a hardcore build-it-yourself gaming PC and a high-end gaming I, console. I do agree like, with you on that. I think that that would absolutely be the most effective way to market that console. If they, if yeah. they said, hey, yeah. we are a PC without the bullshit that comes with it. I yeah. think that would we're actually a be cheaper PC. Right. Yeah. A far we're, cheaper we're, high we're, end Yeah, PC. exactly. We're a high-end gaming PC for a fraction of the cost. Yeah. But they are not going to do that. They're going to insist that they are the home console video game experience to compete with Sony, and I think that that's going to kill them. It'd be interesting to see. Listen, I don't, I don't think it'll affect them at launch because, again, there's a lot of micas out there that don't need a uh, a go-to title, but six months out. that's Because that, that's what really fucked the Xbox One. It wasn't the launch of the Xbox One that fucked them. It was six months later when Titanfall came out and fell on the industry like a turd because mm-hmm. no one cared um, because no one had an Xbox. And they're like, oh, fuck, maybe we don't need this connect. In here. <laughs> so. That was a mistake. <laughs> yeah. At least I got to make that mistake again. So you got, got that going on for you. Uh, so we'll wrap it up. With a couple questions from the Dense Pixels post office. A light showing this week. Maybe Tuesday doesn't work well for you guys in the post office. We only had two questions. Um, Johnny well, we says. three, but we asked. Yeah, we, we, well, we, answered, we answered Josh's question. question already about Pokemon DLC. Um, Johnny asks, DLC Fighter Five for Smash Brothers will be announced on Thursday this week. Uh, it might also show up the first DLC character for season two. And uh, give me your predictions. Uh, he predicts that one of, or why well, I should say he predicts, he says one of them is heavily rumored to be Dante from Devil May Cry. It wouldn't surprise me if it was Dante. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd actually be kind of okay with it being Dante. Um, given how big Devil May Cry 5 was this year, um, it wouldn't surprise me to see like a pack. Since all of the DLC characters are packs, right? They come with the the costume or the, yeah. Well, so so you, you get the new fighter. You probably get new me fighter costumes themed to that game. You get a new stage. You get a bunch of new music. Mm-hmm. Maybe new assist trophies, stuff like that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, if it was Dante, yeah, I think that's easy. Because you can do... Um, his different outfits, you could probably do much like how Joker has like four different color variants of his Phantom Thief outfit. And then like a couple variants of his like plain school uniform. You could do Devil May Cry 5 Dante. You could do Devil May Cry 3 Dante. Like he looks a little different in every game. He has different outfits. Yeah, he he definitely does. You could do all four games. Like you do all five games. He looks different in every single one of them. Yeah. Um. Even two, he looked pretty badass, but the game was garbage. <laughs> so, yeah. That's what I hear. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people would be excited for Dante. Um, I would probably just predict Dante, particularly given the fact that 
they've worked with Capcom on collaborations in Smash already. Like, the Rathalos is a fucking, like, boss character. Mm. And occasional, I guess he shows up as an assist trophy. Um, we've got multiple Mega Man things in the game. Um, Didn't Ken and Ryu in the game? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> right. um, Ken, Ken and Ryu, I forget that they're Capcom. Um, yeah, so they've got every other like high key Capcom series represented. Why not add Dante? Um, I mean, obviously, I would like to see Isaac become a full fighter. Um, when does uh, when when should the second season of DLC characters start coming out for Smash? I think we will find that out on Thursday. So I I don't know if it's going to be at at first, because I would think that my the, the prediction that I'm going to make would have to happen later on. Um, around November, if they release a character, they have to do Master Chief, don't they? The new Halo uh, game coming out. The this this fucking buddy buddy partnership between Nintendo and Microsoft has been blossoming over the past yeah. several years. You know about the next last year or so. It sounds like such a fucking dumb meme to say it, but it's like they have been so so chummy recently it feels, that like it feels too obvious. Like like right. it's almost too obvious to happen. Uh I would like to see Crash Bandicoot. Um maybe that's just me. I would like to see Crash. Uh particularly since Crash doesn't belong exclusively to Sony, but was very much like an early PlayStation mascot. Mm. I think that would be cool. I don't think they'd have any say in the matter either, honestly, because I'm, right. I'm pretty sure Crash is owned by Activision, so if Activision wants them to be in the game, it'll be in the game. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, I, I, I feel like that uh, I feel like the Master Chief is too much of a slam dunk for it not to happen. But we'll see. Uh, we're going to end with Jacob's question. He asks if we see the new Doom Eternal gameplay that came out. Uh, he says it looks so perfect. He has no clue how you could smooth out considering how well the last one ran, but they did. Are we getting it? And if so, why or why not? Uh, the Doom games are the most perfect example yet that I've seen of a developer understanding exactly what their fans want. Doom is not for me. I know this already. Yeah, same. Doom is not for me. My husband will play it. I'm sure he'll play the shit out of Doom Eternal when that comes out. Um, I thought the like, I saw the new trailer. Looks great. Um, but it's that's not a game for me. No. I'm going to be playing my stupid Japanese idol RPG game on Friday. Do you really think I'm going to turn around <laughs> and play Doom? No. No, for me, it's because my my style of shooters that I like to play is much more methodical. Um, and, and like, like obviously, like Destiny has bursts of like fast moving action and stuff like that. Um, but just literally, and when I say literally, I mean continually running and gunning nonstop is not something that I'm good at. In, in shooters, and that's what Doom basically is. Yeah. I have not seen the gameplay footage. I did like Doom uh, 2016. It was very good. Uh, I'm not super excited for it, to be honest with you. What about when it's 30 it's, bucks? It's, hmm? What about when it's th- what, what, what about when Doom Eternal uh, is, is like $29.99? Yeah, probably good up there. So, there you go. It's not a full pricer. So, yeah. Um, he also asked if we run screen share when we record. Well, we used to when uh, Google Hangouts was a thing, but now it's not anymore. So we can't really uh, can't really do that. Uh, it, and it would be a cool addition if we could do it on YouTube. But the um, 
The problem is that wouldn't make for a really good audio experience. And we have a lot more people that listen to the podcast uh, through audio than we do through YouTube. So that's always what we're going to prioritize uh, first and foremost. So uh, that is it for this week's uh, Dense Pixels Post Office. Thank you guys for answering the, or sending in those questions. And that's going to be it for the show. Don't forget to uh, join our fan group if you want to ask us questions, densepixels.com slash fans. Again, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash densepixels. Uh, follow Carrie on Twitch at Carry. Follow Terrence on Twitch at Apparition410. I think I'm going to start streaming Fallout New Vegas. Oh. I need to set things up for that. I have a second monitor now, which is exciting. There you go. That's that's why that's why you need the vertical monitor. So you can have one that just has your your Twitch chat while you're streaming and then Mm -hmm. one for gameplay. That's that's what you can uh that's how you can justify the vertical monitor. Yep. So so there's that. So thank you guys very much uh for listening and watching, and we will catch you all the next time. See ya. Take it easy.